welcome to the haunted ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the haunted ride. I'm your host, Melissa, and thank you for joining me today. So, Thanksgiving is this week, and thanks. The holidays are always a little difficult for me because I have some stuff going on, but it is kind of a little bit of an exciting time. I'm still mourning Halloween. I will be mourning Halloween until next year in October. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, Thanksgiving is, for me, it's not just about the whole feast and having all this great time together and eating and cooking and everything. It's about family. And it's about, you know, just celebrating the time that you have with your loved ones. Because at the end of the day, all we really have is time. We have time and we have attention. And it's like, what do you put your time towards? What do you give your attention towards? Because that's something you can never get back. You know, if you lose something, you can find it later. But time, you can never get time back. So just for the holiday, I really hope that you guys have an amazing holiday. I really hope that you spend it with your, your loved ones. Spend it somewhere that you love. Enjoy Enjoy all of your days, but especially enjoy Thanksgiving because you you shouldn't you should enjoy the time that you have. Um, but besides that, let's go through our normal thing. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music Play, um, TuneIn. We're we're basically anywhere, like anywhere that you subscribe, you can find us. Just type in The Haunted Ride. You can even pull us up by keywords, haunted, paranormal, supernatural, ghost stories, ghost story, spirits, ghosts, demons, whatever. Uh, we're, we're everywhere. And we are out there. And um, yeah, if you, if you like the show, subscribe. This is still a new show. Every time that I record a new episode, I get excited because, um, well, that's a lie. I get excited and I get flabbergasted about the fact that we're on another episode. I, I always have to check back and say, wait, are we really on this number? Because I, it's amazing to me. I actually, I really like it. I really like this. I really like being able to share these stories with you guys. But I also still want you guys, your stories. At, at the end of the day, I do this podcast for you guys. So please, if you have an experience, if you, even if you have a question, like it doesn't, it doesn't just have to be an experience. Even if you have a question, send it in, like send it into the podcast. And, you know, I have no problem trying to answer it or talking about it on a show or making a whole episode of it. If you have a a topic that you've always been kind of wondering about and you didn't really know where to go, let me know. I don't have a problem doing research or giving you my experience or my prerogative on it. I mean, the supernatural sort of topic is still really new. I think it'll always be kind of new. I think it'll always just kind of be one of those things that people don't really understand and they don't really know what to do with. And they're kind of just like, okay, this is there. And I mean, I guess we kind of have to recognize that, but do we really? And um, so when it comes to research or things like that, it is kind of hard to research things because you may not have as much information as you'd like, but that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to put in the work or try to figure it out. So if you've got something, anything, just send it in. You know, I want, I really want this to be a community. I really want this to grow. I think the other day on Twitter, I got a hundred followers and blew my mind because I'm not good at social media. I'm an introvert by nature. 
I have a very like open and compassionate and warm and kind personality because I care about people, but I'm an introvert by nature. Uh, being in large groups of people uh, doesn't really suit me. Um, I especially have a time limit of it. Pretty much got me for two hours and then I'm done, if that. So the fact that social media is going kind of well, I'm surprised by, but pleasantly surprised by. I thank all of you that are already subscribed to the show and do tune in every week to hear a new episode. I would love to be able to do this more. I would love to actually be able to do this full time, but I can't do that without you guys. And I can't do that without getting your stories and getting basically the communication from you guys too. So just don't be scared. If you have a story, send it in. You know the site. (laughs) I've mentioned it in every episode. But in case you're new, it is www.thehauntedride.com. There is a send us your ghost story link. You can send it in there. You can also email me at thehauntedride at gmail.com. Those links are always in our descriptions. We're also accepting audio files via email right now, so you can either upload it there or audio files tend to be kind of big. So, I mean, I know this the show for a short amount of time was actually pretty big. So if it doesn't fit, just upload it wherever and then send it to me. I don't have a problem downloading it and adding it into the show. So come on, guys. Send it in. Don't be scared. We'll be fine. I promise. And one last sort of thing to get into before we actually talk about the ghost story today. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with Phil from Ghosts in the Night. Uh, He has a podcast. Last week we recorded it, and I believe it comes out on Tuesday the 20th. So if you would like to just head over, you know, give him a little bit of love. It's Ghosts in the Night. He's a great guy. He does interviews. Um, We actually talk a little bit about how hard it is to get people to open up about the supernatural. So... It's sort of a universal thing that people struggle with, trying to get people to send in their stories and talk about it. But I think both of us really want to change that. We really want you guys to feel like you have a community. And he actually made me extremely happy last week because one of the the amazing things he said to me um, on the show actually was I helped him see his experience a little differently because of something I had said on the show. And I, I won't go into exactly what he said or exactly what it was. You'll have to listen to the episode for that. But I cannot tell you how good I felt. That was the best I felt about this podcast since I started doing it because I made a difference in an experience that they had, a scary experience that they had. And that's why I do this show. And I think that's why, I, I feel like that's why most of us in the paranormal, supernatural sort of community do what we do is it's not just because we like it, it's because we also care about other people. I will say, and actually maybe this is a great time to bring it up, uh, I did just write a blog post about, uh, actually that's a lie, I wrote it last week. I had heard someone who has a podcast discount a whole group of experiences, and it, it really upset me. Because as I've talked about on the show in numerous episodes, my experiences were discounted. And I also talked about that on Ghost of the Night, that no one believed me. For years, I thought I was going nuts. Like, when I say I thought I was going nuts, like, I thought... We, we always had a joke in my household that everybody knew where the, the crazy floor in the hospital was. So if you ever needed to go there, we could take you. First off, that's a really, really strange thing to joke about to begin with. But second off, like, I thought 
I, I thought that's where I was going to end up because I didn't have anyone to talk to about any of this. And I'm sorry if I end up sounding a little emotional when I talk about that here, but it's only because those experiences were scary and they were terrifying for me. I mean, when you have a, a ghostly encounter to begin with, it's scary. When you have something worse, it's, it's horrifying. And then you have no one to talk to you about it. it, it it's mm -mm. So for anyone to discount your experience, that's horrible. If that ever happens to you, I'm sorry. I know how that feels. I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. I don't care if the experience is true or not, or you're making a joke about it. I don't care. We as a community should not be discounting one another's experiences. Because at the end of the day, especially because we've had it happen to us, many of us have had it happen to us, we should know how it feels and we should know not to do it to others. So I want you guys to really, really know that is not something I'm okay with. And thus, it's not something I would do on this podcast. So the stories for today, it's just going to be two. Um, they're going to center around one particular thing which is a forum that I had when I was a teenager. I've sort of brought up the forum a couple times. It was the first time that I ever did share my experiences with, with people. Actually, even when I started the forum, I was kind of like, oh, I don't really know if I want to do this. But I gave out the idea and I got lucky. I think I had 400 people there uh, for a while. We talked about everything. Um, we talked about our different supernatural experiences, different things we'd gone through different ways to help one another. Uh, we, we talked about everything and it was, it was a great experience for me. But there are two stories that stuck with me. One of them was the first time that as a person, I realized I can't discount anything that I feel. I can't discount anything that I feel. I can't discount anything that I, I deal with. I had some horrible situations go on where I had very little to no self-worth. I think no self-worth is, is an understatement. I'm not going to go into that on the podcast, but mentally I was not healthy. I was not healthy in really any way. So while I was psychic and a medium and I had to understand that if I felt something, I needed to believe in that. I needed to know it was there. I didn't know how. So I would, I would go through the normal, wait, did this really just happen to me? Is that really what I saw? And then something in me would be like, you idiot. Yes. Like, stop, like, stop second-guessing yourself, stop questioning it. Yes, you, whatever it is you thought you heard or that you saw, you saw it. Your eyes aren't playing tricks on you. You're not going nuts. Like, stop and listen to yourself. I think that was the first time that actually being a psychic medium helped me because I, I couldn't discount those things. I couldn't discount what I seemed to know. And um, basically, this forum helped me out a lot. So, Kind of going, transitioning into that, the first story is probably maybe the saddest story I think I've ever told on this podcast. However, if you do listen to real ghost stories online, so before I started this podcast, I listened to them all the time. I called into one of their live shows and I was the first caller and um, I told the story and I, I, I didn't. I didn't go into as much detail as I'm about to go in here, but I did tell the story. There was this person who came into the forum. It was a, a guy. He was about the same age that I was at the time. He was interested in the supernatural, but a little bit of a skeptic, which I'm always good with. He was concerned, though, because he kept having this recurring dream. 
And he, at first he was just like, it's a dream, but it kept happening and kept happening, kept happening. And he was kind of just like, is there something wrong with me? Have any of you guys gone through this? As the forum moderator and the creator of the forum, I, I looked at everyone's story that came in and it, there were a lot and sometimes it's going to be a while to get to. So we had a couple other forum moderators, but no matter what, I always looked at everyone's story that it came in and I finally got to his and I said, Hey, you know, do you mind if we just talk about what's going on? Because uh, I'd gotten a couple details from him, and I, I had a, I had an off feeling about the whole thing. He says, yeah, so we're messaging back and forth. He says to me, it, essentially the dream he was having was a train kind of going with a bright light, essentially like our logo, <laughs> the train with the light. Um, that was his dream, but he kept uh, he kept seeing some stuff on it, and the the basic theory of the, of the dream was, was a train traveling. Now at this time I did a couple different divination things and I did them actively on the site. When I would try to help someone, I would use my own psychic abilities, but I would also use tarot cards, um, tea leaf readings, elemental readings, dream interpretation, etc. So when he said dream, went to dream interpretation right away. I don't remember what the meaning was for a train, but when he told me the story, for some reason, I got a flash in my mind that someone in his family is going to die, which didn't make any sense. It was a train and light. There was nothing in the dream that simulated that anyone was going to die. But that was the feeling that I got right away. I can't tell him that because <laughs> that's kind of weird to say. So I asked him a couple other questions and then I said, hey, you know, do you mind if I get back to you um, in a couple hours? I did that psychically. I felt like someone was going to die dream interpretation wise. I, I didn't get that, but I still had the thought of someone dying in my head. I did a tea leaf reading, same thing, which you also have to understand that when you do div divination, you can sometimes, if you have an innate feeling, make those things give you that reading back, which is why I've taken a couple hours. I've taken time to clear my mind of it to make sure that whatever energy I was bringing into asking the question, I was not bringing it of what I felt. However, no matter what I did, I still got the same result, the tea leaf reading and with tarot cards. And I was like, what is going on? Like, someone must actually really, like, someone's, I guess someone is seriously going to die with this guy. And, and I don't know how to tell him that. First off, I don't know this person. Second off, I, I have never had such strong of a feeling for someone else outside of my family. Because I could also tell you if someone in my family was going to die. Um, I, I would know before they even got sick, went in the hospital and died. I did not want to believe that I was right at all. But that's all I kept feeling. And I was like, I have a responsibility to this person to be honest with them. Which is a segue into another thing that I want to talk about really quick before I continue the story. If you're a psychic or sensitive or an empath or a paranormal investigator, or you go on paranormal investigations because you can read feelings or whatever, please understand you have a duty to be honest. Do not get in this show business. Do not make up stuff. You're playing with other people's lives. Okay. You need to be honest. It might be scary. And if you can't handle it, then don't say anything at all or allude slightly, but don't lie and don't over-exaggerate just to get whatever it is you want to get out of it because there's something wrong with you if you do that. 
this is too much of a sensitive subject and these people people's experiences are too valid and too sensitive for you to sit there and be messing around with them. No, that's his story. I said, look, I said, do you have anyone who's sick in your family right now? He said, no. I said, okay. I said, I had had a vision of a woman with brown, shorter hair. She was in the hospital. She passed away. There were family members in the room crying. There was a particular woman who was pretty hysterical with blonde, sort of dirty brown hair. I described her features and stuff. I said, do you know these people? He said, yeah, that's my aunt and my mother. I said, okay. I said, is, is your mother close to your aunt? He said, yeah. He goes, they're really close. He goes, they've had their differences, but they're close. I said, okay. He goes, but she's not sick. I said, all right. I said, if she becomes sick, let me know. Within the next day, I believe, she got sick. The doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Within the end of the week, she passed away. I guess she has some sort of infection or something, maybe pancreatitis, or I, I don't remember. It was an infection that happened in her stomach, and essentially the toxins from food and things like that had spilled into her body, gone into her bloodstream, and killed her. So, again, this is slightly graphic, and uh, obviously that's why the episodes are marked for explicit. I, I didn't hear from him that week, so I didn't know she passed. He told me maybe two weeks later. And he said, um, he actually thanked me, which uh, I, when he told me she passed, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I felt so horrible. I felt horrible because I gave this person this news. I felt horrible because they lost someone they cared about. I felt horrible because I, I saw the devastation that it caused through their family. I, I knew that it was going to be terrible for them to deal with. But he thanked me. And he thanked me because he said he, was, he wasn't going to say anything to his family members. Oh, she didn't get sick. But once she got sick, he was like, oh, shit. And he told his mother. He was like, look, I don't know. I, I can't tell you how I know. But I don't think Aunt whatever her name is, we'll call her Edna, um, it's going to make it. And um, we'll say his mom's name was Molly. And Molly was like, well, you know, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, I, I just, I don't really feel like she's going to get better. And I just, I want to prepare you for that if that's the case. And she kind of blew him off a little bit, but she was like, okay. And then later on when they passed, she just kept asking like, how did you know? You would think that like him telling her that and her sort of blowing it off would make it harder. But it turns out because he actually told her while she did blow it off, she still, there was still a little, a little thing in her that kind of said, okay, maybe, maybe he's right. Like maybe something's going on. So the devastation wasn't as bad. And I just... I felt really bad, but I also felt like I did something good because I, I help these people. And I think that if you have the ability to help people, you should. I mean, and that's why I said what I said earlier, you know, you can't take advantage of people, not, not when you have an ability. You know, the whole saying with great power comes great responsibility is very true. If you're going to help people, you have a responsibility to do it in the best way that you can. I think it's the easiest way for me to say it. So the next story, which I'm kind of teeter-tottering on if I should just include now or include in the next episode, because um, I don't want to make this one too long, is on the same forum. It was, it, we had uh, Wiccans and Pagans and people of whole different spiritualities, but I bring up Wicca because, uh, and before I say this, 
please understand that just like there are different branches of Christianity and Catholicism, there are different branches of Wiccan or paganism. Even even those two people call themselves different things. When I tell this story, I I want to preface it by saying this was her particular field of paganism. I wouldn't even really call her a pagan, more just somebody who decided to mess with something she should have messed with. At that point in time in my life, I was wicked. So uh, different branches. We'll just start off with that. I had a friend. I had known her for a couple months. Still getting to know her. But we would talk all the time. We'll call her uh, Jasmine. We'd talk all the time. Uh, She was a forum moderator with me. Uh, She was actually one of the people who thought it would be a great idea and was one of the first people who joined the forum. Uh, She was sensitive. She had several experiences that happened to her. And I, I, I thought, we talked on the phone all the time. Like, we thought everything was cool. Okay. Again, at this point, I'm a teenager. So... I get a call. Jasmine had had a problem with a ghost, and I, from a distance, helped her um, as much as I could, uh, meaning that uh, I, I also did astral projection at the time, and it helped me kind of zone into a state of where I could commune with spirits a little bit easier, even if I was not in the same location as them. I did that with her in order to help her spirit find its peace. So one day... I get a message from her that she needs my help. Like, okay. She calls me and she's freaking out. I mean, freaking out. And she says something followed her from somewhere and she thought it was a little dark, but she really did believe it was a spirit and this and that and the other and goes and basically to tell me that she was in the forest with some friends having a campfire, went to sleep, woke up the next day, came home didn't feel the same on her way home, sort of felt like there's more than just her, got home, this thing followed her, and she basically wanted it gone. You know, while she was uh, sensitive and she did have these things happen to her, she was interested in the paranormal, but, like, to an extent. Dealing with the spirit was a little too much with her, too much for her, typically, but, like, she was interested in this paranormal. And she was okay with, like, normal spirits, but she just didn't want them messing with her, basically. So she just had a, she had a boundary level. So I said, okay. And I'm like, man, I just did this for you. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, that's all I could think of was like, dude, I, I, we just got rid of your ghost, like, uh, not even a week ago. Like, what happened? She tells me a little bit about the ghost and what's been going on. I said, okay. So I kind of go back into my little astral self and begin to commune with this thing. And... I'm like, this isn't a spirit. Like, this is not, it is dark, it's malevolent. It's, it's exactly the same textures and qualities of several of the things that I had managed to get out, the, get out of our house, which is the same haunted house that I've been talking about for the last few episodes. So what the hell? And I was just like, this thing didn't just follow you back with it. Like, it didn't just follow you. Like, I kept feeling like, Oh, no, no, no. Like, this thing is a stranger. It wasn't here before on Earth. What what happened? So I told her straight up. I was like, you did something. What did you do? She's like, I didn't do anything. I said, what did you do? I said, I know this thing is not a spirit. And I know this thing did not just come here of its own volition. What did you do? Turns out she had bought some book that claimed to be a 
essentially a way to open yourself up to the other side without using a Ouija board. It followed several of the same practices that some people follow, which is to make a circle to commune with the spirit. However, it did not teach you how to summon spirits. It taught you how to summon other things to essentially have them try to do your bidding. The problem was they screwed up. They broke the circle. And as she was the one who called it, it followed her and was not going to do her bidding, obviously. It was going to do whatever it freaking wanted to do. And now she had this thing on her and couldn't get it off. The problem is because I didn't know that. I, I mean, I put up my shields and stuff and I did what I typically would do for anything. But this thing required more protection. So when I decided to essentially psychically talk to it from a distance, it decided to come back and talk with me too. Um, so all of a sudden I was in the room and I had a light on and everything. And I just felt like, oh, shit, it's here. She's, and I'm on the phone with, like, I'm on the phone with her throughout this whole situation. She's like, what do you mean it's here? I was like, your stupid demon that you brought with you is over here. And she's like, well, what do you mean? It can't leave. I said, yes, it can. I said, when I essentially established a connection with you in order to deal with whatever was around you, it traced that connection back to me. It's still, it was still with her, but it was also slightly with me. Like it was, it, it was really strong. It was strong enough to be in more than one place at the same time and kind of, I don't think it could create, could create havoc in both places, but it could at least commune both places. So all of a sudden I'm feeling like there's something else with me in the room and I turn and there's this huge shadow on the wall and it was on the wall. It was not my shadow and it was not connected to my shadow because my shadow from the light was on the floor. Long and behold, I talk with the thing and I'm like, look, she did not mean to, to conjure you. And the thing's like, it was actually pretty honest. It was like, yes, she did. <laughs> it totally threw her under the bus so fast. <laughs> He's like, yes, she did. And she promised me this and she promised me that. And apparently that's what went wrong was she promised it things. Didn't have them. It scared them. They broke the circle and didn't close out the circle at all. They just kind of ran off. And then she took it with her. And I said, look, you have to go back to where you are, where you're supposed to be, yada, 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 so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Went through the whole thing with it. It did not want to do it. I understood. We had a whole conversation. Uh, this went on for, so my, so this person, who I'm quickly not going to be friends with anymore after I get off the phone with her, <laughs> I, I, we went through this for about an hour and 45 minutes me trying to deal with her problem that I now just essentially brought onto myself by trying to help her. When you're channeling spirits, if you really good control, you will just channel one at a time. Um, you can channel multiples. It also tends to burn you out a little bit more depending on how strong you are and how ready you were for that experience. But when you're channeling something that's darker and heavier, it, it really screws with you. And so I was really lucky where, like, I didn't do channeling. I just did this thing. But obviously, like, I didn't expect to have anything come back with me either when I broke that connection and closed out that connection. And it was just like, no, no, I'm just going to, you know, you're still here. 
I'm going to hop over here for a quick second. I managed to finally get it to go away, but it was like a really strong battle. Emotionally, when I was done, I felt tired. I felt, I just felt like I needed a really strong nap. I felt like I had taken almost everything I had to deal with this. Because to begin with, when you're doing it from a distance, it takes a bit of energy. And I was okay with that energy. But then dealing with her on the phone and like this person has lied to me and I'm trying to help this person. And now I've got to get this thing to not only leave me, but hopefully leave her so that it doesn't try to then come back later. Like, that was one of the worst situations I've ever been in, to be honest with you. We weren't friends after that. We didn't talk. I do believe I, I, gave, I did give her the advice of stop going into the fucking woods and trying to raise things that you can't handle. Like, and, and she, I, she wanted to be into Wicca. And so she had a bunch of books, but you, you have to be careful with what you do. And it doesn't matter what religion you are. If you're going to dabble with, with anything, it's just like, if it's just like, if you, if you don't have any experience, you wouldn't start trying to build a house. You know, you've got to get permits. You've got to get structures. You've got to get guidelines. You've got to get coding. You've got to get all that stuff. You've got to get yourself prepared. And even then putting that first nail in and then making sure that everything else is structurally correct it takes a lot of confidence and takes practice. So if you don't know what you're doing, don't fucking do it. Don't do it. Just, just say no. So those are stories I have for you today. Um, I think we'll probably get back to like stories in the house next episode. But I kind of brought up um, in episode five calling a demon or a spirit to me and doing it on purpose. So I did call the spirit to me. I just didn't know what it was when I called it. <laughs> and I, I, these are two stories that I was kind of cautious about sharing. But I sort of kind of feel if I'm going to ask you guys to share your things with me and not be scared and not be concerned, I've got to be able to share even my scariest and even like most inexperienced stories with you all. And in the one with my friend, while I was experiencing what I knew how to do, I didn't, that was the first time I'd ever done that with something that strong and that negative. I'd never done that before. So it's very inexperienced and I, it's not really something I'd want to do again. So on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Subscribe. Leave us a review if you don't mind. Please check out the Ghosts in the Night podcast episode. I'm going to share it, share the link of it, I mean, on my um, Twitter and my Facebook and everything. But please Please give Phil some love. Check him out. Send in your stories, thehauntedride.com, or email them to thehauntedride at gmail.com. And apart from that, I'll see you guys next week. I hope you have an amazing week. Again, have an amazing holiday. Don't take it for granted. Enjoy it to the fullest. I'll see you guys next week. Don't let the ghost get you. Bye. <laughs>